All right, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know it's been a long time coming. I know we done had a huge silent period, but we are back. I want to welcome everybody to another great and special episode of Training the Trainer podcast. I am your co-host, Jamar Richardson, a.k.a. Jamar Basketball, and my co-host. I'm Sean. I just want to let the people know it wasn't my fault we haven't been potting. Oh, <clears throat> Just throw it out there. It's not my fault. You know, Jamal got big time, went to the playoffs at courtside, front row. Wow. He just said, forget the pod, bro. You know, he was, also, he was on another type of time. He even went out with me one weekend and was like, I'm not drinking, Sean. I'm focused right now. Blah, 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 blah. So oh, wow. we back. We back. I'm just saying we back now, though. Right. I'm going to make okay. sure we keep this flowing at least once a week. I ain't asking much, Maul. Just once a week. We just get on the pod. People know we out here moving and grooving, shaking and baking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what well, it is. But, yeah, I'm here. Let's go. Mm. Okay, good. I know you had to get that out. Okay, good. I know you had to get that out. I know you had to get that out. So I got you, my dog. You know what I'm saying? We back, we back in motion. You know what I mean? But man, we got a huge, 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 huge special guest with us tonight, man. One of the legends in the 615 basketball world, basketball community. And I'm gonna say this, man, one of the legends in basketball sports, period. From on the court to the broadcasting, one of the man most energetic, the most bright hearted, lighthearted. One of the most fun-loving people, man, that I know, man. I call him OG for a reason. Mr. Ron Slay. Let's give him a round of applause one time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, what up, fellas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. OG, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, dog. This <laughs> is good basketball going on. Playoffs here. Everything's good, man. I, I'm loving it right now. Big time. Big time, man. Well, we, man, excited, man. We excited about having you, man. Well, first off, you know, we greatly appreciate you and your time, man. Um, you know, taking time out to, man, come chop it up with us, man. And, you know, we we excited to hear your story, man, and just, you know, just fellowship and connect, man. So it's going to be great, man. So I, we appreciate you again, for sure. No doubt, man. I've been, I've been peeping y'all. I've been, I've been checking y'all out. I've been waiting on the call. That's love. That's love. Yes, sir. <laughs> appreciate you. Yes, sir. So I'll let you go ahead and kick it off, brother. All right. Let's jump right to it. Before I ask this first question, I just got to let Slay know, like, Slay, like, you really was a goat when I was a kid, bro. Like I remember me and my pops driving to Pearl Cone just to watch you play. And we were, I was like, who is Ron Slay? I left like, damn, I know who the hell Ron Slay is now. <laughs> and I will never ever forget that. I was probably like in the sixth, seventh grade, probably somewhere in that range, age range. And I was yeah. in, in Pearl and I was just like, damn, Nashville basketball is different than Murfreesboro. I can't even lie about this. This is a different, <laughs> different type of vibe, but I love it. So I got I to gotta say that first of all. But uh, jumping right into it, like I, said, like I said, you're a Nashville legend no matter what you may think. So tell us about your journey. Who put the basketball in your hand first? And, who, and give us a few names and stories about who had, and who impacted you all the way up through high school. Man, that's loaded right there, man. Um, it's supposed to be. My mom, my mom put the ball in my hands. Um, Intentionally or unintentionally, uh, it, it, it remains to be. Um, I had to let her tell that part. <laughs> so she was um, coaching at TSU. You know, I grew up a TSU kid. Um, grew up a TSU kid. She was coaching volleyball up there, cheerleading up there. So I grew up in that era with um, Daryl Brooks, um, who just got his three-point record tied. This was it this year, I believe. Might have been this year. 
Um, just got his three-point record tied by DJ Boyd. So shout out to him for getting that done. Um, that's a legend right there, man. Um, Carlos Rogers, Anthony Mason, um, Hound was he was gone by then, but he still knew who he was up at TSU. So all that coach Frankie Allen, all those guys watching them play, and then you know you had Vanderbilt right down the street. They were bubbling, you know, with uh, with the hoops, you know, Ronnie Mack and Billy McCaffrey and. The list goes on and on on um, what they had going on. So the city was always hopping, always hopping with with basketball. So um, you know, I used to be up there with my mom when she was when she would be coaching and stuff. And you know, the the chilies would practice up on the track. So I would be down there by the basketball and just, the basketball team was practicing. I'd just be watching, sitting there watching. Um, then I became a ball boy, and man, it kind of just. Took off from there, playing junior pro with Coach Fitzgerald. Um, we were the Tigers. They had a big team. Buck Fitzgerald and them were on the on the big team. Um, and I was always, you know, the the little dog in the sense. You know, I was younger than everybody, and um, watching them guys, man, I, I raved. I raved watching them. You know, um, let me see. Um, growing up, you know, I was a Magic Johnson fan, Isaiah Thomas fan. Um, Jordan too, but more so Magic and Isaiah. Like those were those were the guys I loved to watch um a lot. Um, you know, you only get a couple channels back then, you know, so you go out and wait on Sunday. So you watch the NBA, you know. Um, that was that was it. That was it. My mom was a uh an athlete, my pops was an athlete, he played football at TSU. Um they had five hundred pound backfield. So it had him and Larry Kennebrew. Um, so both of them two fifty apiece, one playing fullback, one playing running back. Mm. Um, so that's when TSU was it was serious. Big John, Big John Mayer was coaching. You know, um, he's get babysitted by Coach Gillum <laughs> doing the practices. It's all kind of stuff. So man, I'm I'm deeply rooted in TSU. So I would have to say, man, my love came from being up at TSU uh, with basketball and kind of just seeing the guys. They they. Now, you know, you always take the little fella, you know, and let them go get the ball for you, rebound for you, go get you some Gatorade, whatever it may be. So that's where a lot of my, my hoop dreams came from, watching guys like that up at Tennessee State and, and also at Vanderbilt as well. So um, that was that was pretty much it, man. Uh, I had a lot of influences um, just watching the pro game, you know, and then right here in our city, we were – it was it was different, you know. I mentioned Hal McLean, so Pearl High had a team. North North High had a team. Um, it was so much history running through um running through the city. Mm-hmm. You wasn't you wasn't really gonna miss. You wasn't really gonna miss. You know when you, when you started looking at Weiss Creek, and this is when I'm like ten, nine, ten years old. You know, being up there and watching other teams play. My mom was always at the boys and girls club, working at the boys and girls club, so that kept me around it. As well, you know, watching guys. Um, we were in Martha O'Brien Center out east, growing up out there, Shelby Center, um, going out west, going out north, Andrew Jackson, um, living out there. So it's man, it was it was all sports, you know. What I mean, we weren't staying in the house, we were trying to get out of the house to, <laughs> to go hoop, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it's maybe one light, the light don't even light the court up, but we still out there trying to get to it, you know. So that was it, man. It was just competitive, you know. Um, your friends, everybody played sports growing up. You know, you ain't had that phone at the 
to um, distract you from that. And you ain't had no games. We couldn't couldn't just afford the Nintendos and stuff right then. You know what I mean? So we had to go outside create our own fund. So that was that was pretty much it, man. I, I had a lot of people. I, I like to say the Nashville kind of sculpted me into who I was as far as the love of the game, you know, but that, that all came from my mom, though. Beautiful. That's big time, man. I, yeah, going back to what you just said, too, OG, um, just in regards to, you know, being outside, um, you know, just being active. And, and more importantly, I remember my dad used to tell me stories how they used to go, you know, from center to center all over the city, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether, whether it was football, you know, basketball, baseball, um, you know, and he was saying, he used to tell me, man, like it was almost like a, it's like a little pride thing too, man, in regard, regards of, you know, what side of town you was from, but yeah. you go and compete, you know what I'm saying? You was at Cleveland, you go over to the Hartman, you go to Rose yeah. Park, you know what I'm saying? And they had like yeah. leagues and, um, so now that's, 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 that's big, man. But more importantly, I think what I take away from you though is, um, it's going to kind of segue into my, my next question for you, but, um, just how, you know, I think you being able to be in all those parts, all those different parts and how all those things influenced you, you know what I mean? Seeing yep. the different players from the different sides of town and, and you kind of got a sprinkle of the whole flavor and the whole love of Nashville, you know what I mean? Yep. And I, I think that's, I think that's super dope, man. And uh, so the follow up question, man, you kind of talk about your experience at Pearl Cone, man. And, and just talk, and, you know, talk about high school basketball back in your time. Cause again, like, you know, like Sean, you know, I grew up coming to watch you play, you know what I mean? Watching mm-hmm. you and, um, and you know, watching Big John, you know, Big John Henderson, man, you know, that Pearl Cone team was one of, one, yeah. of, one of the most historic, yeah. one of the best teams in, in, in not just not just in Nashville history, but in Tennessee state history, mm-hmm. you know, in the state of Tennessee high school basketball history, man. But, um, but watching you guys like you, Marcus Kinzer, Odell Bradley, Penny Collins, like, you know, coming up and watching you guys compete and play with, Kind of just talk about man your experience at Pearl and just kind of the stature and the stat in the state of basketball back then, kind of in comparison to how it is now in, in the city in, in regards to you know compare contrast type situation. Man, well back then, that man, t- t- first of all, man, we hit on something great that that was that was it. Like you, you went to the centers, like you wasn't running around with AAU teams at the time. You was playing for your center. Like I'm playing for Martha O'Brien. Or I'm yeah. we going to play Cleveland. Cleveland, like you said, Cleveland Center, Red Shit. Like, we was all over. Rose Park, everywhere, man, everywhere. But you had to go with your center. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. was traveling to Clarksville and everything to play. Um, So it was – yeah, that was that was different. Springfield as well. Like, we playing in the little country towns, you know, um, in the leagues. But, man, it was, that, was, that was it right there, dog. That was yeah. it. I think – Um, and like you said, a lot of it got sprinkled into me. Because out, out east – Hooping was totally different than it was out north. It was totally different than it was out west. You know what I'm saying? So being able to stay on all those sides, you know what I mean, moving as we were when we was little all the time, uh, that I did get a, I did get a lot of different games and, and watching people and being able to shoot. I remember getting beat up. Uh, <laughs> like, that's where a lot of the my, my physicality came from. I remember, man, out, out north before I get to Pearl, it was uh, a guy, man, Big Hub. We call him Big Hub, Big Corey. Man, he was probably six five, three forty. But could move, had some good feet, good hands. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm guarding this man. I'm probably about seventh, eighth grade, man. This man putting me up under the basket. I'm talking, about, you know, that's when they had them poles coming up out the ground. He banging me against the pole. I'm like, hey man, come on, man. 
Like, what am I supposed to do? I ain't count. You know what I mean? You, you go get tough or figure something out. Better learn how to front or do something. So, yeah, man, I, I took a lot of that. Took a lot of that. But, man, when we got the Pearl, that was some, that was some different hooping, you know, to, to see all the talent. And it wasn't just our school. You know, Pearl had talent. Weiss Creek, Maplewood, Stratford, Hillsborough, Glencliff, um, Antioch. Like, everybody was everybody was popping, man. So, um, you didn't have guys that were – you had two good guys on the team. Like, you, everybody had a team with 12 guys, and all of them could go. Thanks. All of them could go. You know, we were just uh, fortunate to be able to have guys at Pearl, man, that we kind of all grew up together. Um Starting with Junior Pro, and it kind of trickled all into Pearl Cone, and a lot of it fed off of football as well. So it kind of went hand in hand, football and basketball. But getting the Pearl man, the the competition was just different. It was different. I remember when I I got um got up from West End to Pearl Cone. Me and um, Terry Reynolds both got the Pearl at the same time, and Latier was. Coming, he was Latier was already the man. Like there wasn't no ill fans or bust about it. You heard about him over at Litton. Like, who was this? They had a team, him, Tonio, um, uh Sid, Wimp. Yeah, they had Wimp, all three of them on the same team, man. man. Like cool. it was like, man, in middle school, dog, them dudes was just dominating, you know what I'm saying? That's so cool. <laughs> when when me and Terry got up out of Pearl, um we kind of took it by storm, you know what I'm saying? We jumped on the freshman team. Um, you know, you're only allowed to play six quarters. So um, um, me and Terry would play three quarters on the freshman team and three quarters on varsity. Mm. So we got the freshman. We ran it off once in the championship. Uh, ended up playing Maplewood for the city. Beat them. Then moved on up. Got got my bad, Molly. My bad, Molly. I just got to tell tell the truth, man. I got to tell the truth. Shame the devil, man. (laughs) So, man, you had that, man, and you got um. So we get up on varsity, but by this time, man, they lowered it. We got lefty Antoine. uh, What's Tom? Tom Bradley. Call him lefty. We had Big John. Got Tall Drink. Um, got Boosie, who was. Man, Boos is one of the most underrated guys to walk through Nashville. Um, Marshall Hyler, man. Like, this young man could really just take over a game. Doesn't score 18 straight, 20 straight, smoothest game, mid-range, all three levels at that time. And it was wild, man, because what y'all doing now, you know what I mean, training, I can't recall us having trainers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially, in, like, that's a – yeah, I'm trying to tell these kids all the time, and that's a cheat code what you got, man. You got the resources to go train. Like, we get that from the big cities because they got NBA teams and stuff like that there. So it kind of trickled down to, you know, the um, the next level, college, high school, on down to middle school. We didn't have that. You know what I mean? We just had to go out there and hoop, figure it out on the fly. You got practice. You're just going to play a whole lot. Your instincts was good, you know, so – you had that man, but at Pearl, you got all of those guys. You got Big John, you got Andre Starlin, you got BT, uh, Warren, Kenley Young, uh, Chris Franklin. Like it was, it was deep, man. It was deep. Like I remember my freshman year, I, I couldn't even get on the court for real. You know, my first, hey, no, I hate to say it, no. Damn. But my first game was against Maplewood. Uh, who was Whitworth? Josh Kelly, they had Wimp. 
Wilt was a freshman. He was starting with them. Big Gary Pullins, my guy. They had a mob, man. Um, y'all girls teams was cold too. But Angie and them and Carrie and them, shout out to them. But man, I get in the game. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, boy. So I get in the game, they get to me on the baseline, and I do a reverse. I'll never forget it. My first two points. Man, the way that crowd erupted, it did it for me. It was over. <laughs> it was over. I was never going back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boy, it gave me that adrenaline shot, boy. I'm out there fiending for it. You know what I mean? That crowd, that excitement. And mind you, at this time, it's only standing room only in these gyms, in every gym across Metro. You know what I mean? Right. Standing room only. You got to come with it. You got to show out. You know what I'm saying? But we ended up beating Maplewood, so that was the start of my, my career varsity. You know, but uh, y'all y'all had a y'all had a y'all had a hell of a squad, man. But Pearl was just different. We had good leadership. Buck Fitzgerald was our point at that time, so we we had a lot of good leadership, man. Coach Collins was doing his thing. Him and Coach Fitzgerald on the bench at the same time was real good for us. So it was um it was a different level of competition. Um, I'm still running around, probably playing about eight nine minutes at that time. You know, what I mean, talented as all get out. You know, I'm mean? probably about six four at that time. Um, skinny, about one eighty five. You know, what I mean? um, but athletic. You know, what I mean, knew my knew my role on the team, and then as the years went on, it just kind of advanced. You know, but we were always look at it, man, and you try to compare yourself to others to kind of see where you are. That's what that was your measuring stick. You know, what I mean, wasn't no social media be putting on highlights and what you did. You just got to wait on you reading in the paper the next day. You like. Hurry up, get the paper, see who did this, who did that. Yeah, man, it wasn't nothing like James Stewart. When nothing, on, nothing in here like James Stewart in my era. You know what I'm saying? James set the – I always give him props, man. He set the bar so high. Like this man here, they was calling him Little Man. James Little Man Stewart had the mid-range game. He was going to post up. He going to knock down the three, athletic to go in there and finish. He was going to rebound. Handles was solid. You know what I mean? Solid enough to get where you wanted to get to. But, man, it reminds you of a game of kind of like Melo. He had that mid-range, big boy, big body game. You know what I'm saying? And James was the guy, man. James Stewart was the guy. You had to bring – you better bring your lunch pail mess with White Creek and, 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 and James. Then it was also loaded. Like, we can go through all the teams, man. They had Desmond and Terrence Van Leer, Eric Jones, McFarland, like it. Teams was loaded, man, but you had to you had to bring it night in and night out. You know what I mean? And we say all oh, this, and I don't even mention Charles Hathaway over at Hillwood. You know, it was McDonald's All America. When you talk about going pro out of high school, if it would have been in then, and if he didn't break his foot or whatever he did to his foot, he would have left out of high school. Sixteen coming from the dots, two foot, and I mean leaning. Sixteen by two forty five and giving you everything you wanted. So it was good, man. Like it, I, competition was, it was different. It was different, and we, and it was iron sharpening iron every day in practice, man. So it was fun. It wasn't nothing like it. it wasn't nothing like it at Pearl, man. We had family. We had a family atmosphere. Everybody supported each other. You didn't have to rant and rave. Hey, come to the games. This, this. They was coming. It was the show. You know what I'm saying? It was the show. Everybody, it's shutting down. You know what I mean? From football. On the basketball, you know, and like you said, with that center pride, it kind of carried over to high school. Yeah, you had pride, you know what I mean. And nobody was disrespectful or nothing, but everybody represented their school, and you knew it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, it was, it was that was a hell of an era, man. Hell of an era, and that, and I think it 
it all trickled down and got the foundation set for guys like Penny. Mm-hmm. Come on, little Penny and them to come on, Hassan and all them dudes. They like they carried it. Stratford did the same thing with Marco and all them. Like it, it, it was cool, man. But like Sean, like y'all said, man, they, they was coming to the games then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they were seeing where the tradition and the ball was set, and they wanted to live up to it because you knew what the hype was. You go anywhere, you know what I mean? Anywhere, ain't no you hanging out at the on the block or anything. No, I mean you ain't none of that. They get your ass in the gym or something somewhere. Man, you don't belong out here. You feel me? That's the real OGs. You know what I mean? Get the hell away from them, man. You, man, we used to wear shorts up under whatever you got on jeans, sweats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be ready yeah. To yeah. Oh, yeah. Any given yeah. minute. Talk about OG. Talk about any yeah. minute, Talk man. About. You better be ready to bump, dog. You ain't got no hoop shorts on. Oh, you, ain't, you ain't no hooper. Yeah, you know what Nope. Yeah, man, you better get come on up out those sweats, man. Come on up out them jeans. Let's get it on. You know what I mean? Keep, a, keep two t shirts on. You know what I mean? Because one of them, you got to come up off this one. You got to have something to hoop it, man. It was serious, man. And this go down anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere it's going down. So, yeah, man, I, mean, I miss that part of it, man. I, you see it kind of getting back to that. You know what I mean? But you just got so many other things as far as AU and stuff involved where you can't really get it in the city. And then you got people poaching kids about in schools and stuff like that so it's a little different now yeah definitely definitely different definitely different time but i think man like you said man that era that era of basketball man it was it was it was it was definitely i'm gonna, I'm gonna say this man it was definitely inspirational you know what i mean because mm. it gave like you just said it gave like just for me personally man it gave me something to shoot for you know what i mean right. and like you said being one, just taking pride in you, taking pride in the city. Two, taking pride in your neighborhood where you're from. You know what I'm saying? And 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 going to that respective school, it was almost like man, like you know me, you know going to Maplewood. You know my whole family, you know my whole family lineage went to Maplewood. But like it was a sense of pride for me, man. Like I didn't want to let, I didn't want to let my school down. I didn't want to let the East Side down. You know what I'm saying? It was just a, it was a huge, that was a huge thing for me. So that, that's one of the things that kind of like just really inspired me to just to go hard. You know what I mean? To really just you know, dedicate myself and work on my game. But again, seeing y'all play, watching y'all play, I'm gonna tell you this, man. I remember coming over to Pearl. I matter of fact, I remember coming over to Pearl White Street game. My dad was me and my dad went to the game. And yeah. We, and, you know, they always told us, you know, you want to get, you know, if you want to get a guaranteed seat, you gotta get to that girls' game. And like you said, yep. man, then the girls' games would be jumping too. So man, did man, we man, we got I I never forget this, man. It was I'm talking about, man, I'm talking about the, it was at Pearl. I'm talking about man, car the car the cars is it was so packed, man. You know what, you know, football stadium, man, that whole parking lot just know what apart. Man, we walked up to the we walked up to the entrance, man. Police man cut every man, they said they turning everybody, they turning everybody away. So we walked yeah. up, man. They hey, it's it's it's, it's packed house, ain't no more yeah. room. And I never forget, man. I'm I, I was damn near getting ready, I was damn near getting ready to cry. <laughs> dad, and my dad done, they said, Hold on, son, are we gonna get in? And my dad, he don't man, he don't went and found a found a little back door entrance. And man, <laughs> man, we got up in that thing. And when I tell you, man, the energy mm. and just the atmosphere, it was like game, like it was, it was, it was, it was just phenomenal. And I, I never forget, man. Like I didn't, I didn't sleep that night. You know, what mm-hmm. what I'm, saying? And I'm like, man, just being in that, like being in that and watching like high level basketball, like you said, man, just the the talent level from top to bottom, like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, man can. Go, yep. you know, they can go start. They can go start for a lot of schools. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, was, it was that deep, man. But um, I think, man, that that era of basketball in Nashville was was by far one of the best eras 
that we've ever had. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I just, you know, and and and, and there's, another, there's another thing I took away from what you said too. Right? You was throwing out some nicknames. If you had a nickname, you cold. I mean, you, <laughs> had to have one. you know what I'm saying? You, you, you had nickname, to have one. You, you, you get a nickname in the city, you trivial. You cold. You had to have one. <laughs> you get a nickname, you cold. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't nothing like it wasn't nothing like on Friday, Friday nights. You know what I'm saying? Great game, and then you got that barbershop talk on Saturday. And you know I know, I know for y'all, Slay. I know y'all was going to the y'all going back to the center to hoop after yep. just getting through playing on Friday night. Y'all going yep. back to the center Saturday morning, getting it in again. You know what I'm saying? Better believe it. You better believe it. That that era of basketball was just different, man. It was very, very, very inspirational, man. I, I love, I love. I'm, I'm glad I got the opportunity to come up and grow up in that, man, and watch y'all, you know, kind of set the, you know, set the way, man, and set the standard. And, and like you said, it, it, we're starting to slowly get back to that, man. I think, you know, it's it's a different, you know, it's, it's you know, things change, you know, it's a different era with yep. social media and things to that degree, but. I think they're starting to find, you know, these kids today, they're starting to find it their way. You know what I'm saying? They're starting yep. to drop. But I, I do wish they could they could go back and experience what I got to experience by watching y'all play. You know uh-huh. what I And that goes a long way, man. I, I really do. And I really think, man, that it, it was in that era, nothing was given, man. Nah. Nothing was given, though. You had to earn everything. Like you said, with the nicknames and everything, like, you had to earn everything, man. And that was... That's what made it good too, man. Like it was, it was fun. You like, it, you always felt, you knew when you arrived. Like you didn't need nobody to tell you, like, hey man, do right there, cold. Like you know you cold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you check in the game, or you know what I mean, when you run out the tunnel, like you know what time it is, man. Everybody hollering your name for a reason, and you gonna deliver. That was the thing, man. Like people were delivering, dude. Like and like you said, get that for them girls game. The girls games were. The talent was like our girls' talent always been here in the, in the state. Period. So, you know what I'm saying? The girls' level always been there. And the guys, man, would feed off that, man, because like you say, get there for the girls' game. Like we used to go. Like man, we want to watch the girls' game. We want to see, especially like you got guys like Angie and them coming. Um, man, make boy coming. I'm going to see Angie House play. I'm going to see Carrie House play. Like, I, I grew up on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to watch it. Like, I was saying at TSU, the Carolyn Aldridge's and people like that. Like, that was that was my Shamiko host club before I ever met Shamiko. Carolyn was the truth. Like, people don't know, man. You got to go do the homework, man. Like, that, hey, man, Carolyn was different. Carolyn was different, man. My mom, my mom actually helped recruit her to Tennessee State. So, Man, I, I, I've been I've been a lover of the girls' game. I've been a lover of the game, period. But that was um, yeah, you you absolutely right, dog. You don't get there for that that girls' game. You out you out of luck. <laughs> you ain't gonna you ain't, you ain't gonna have no seat. I'm sorry. I'm think, sorry. I just think as a whole in y'all's era, the whole state of Tennessee was just in a good place in basketball. Period. It was. From Memphis to Knoxville to Chattanooga with Brainerd. Mm-hmm. Who's in Memphis coming out? You got to think about Vincent Yarbrough. I was in high school at that time. Mm-hmm. You got to think about Tony Harris in Memphis at that time. Ooh, like you're going yeah. on and on about that era of basketball. Oh look, man! In that Don't time, right, right now, Sean. Like, listen, you <laughs> you hitting on it right now. Like that was, man. I, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I didn't think. Hold on, Sierra. What you talking about? Let's see her trying to pop up. Hey, I didn't think that it was real hooping going on outside of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about Memphis, 
Like when we when we did start getting A, you you had Memphis out a while. You had Memphis Washington A. Like man, them teams low oh, dead. Yeah, yeah. Memphis Memphis out a while. Got Robert O'Kelly and Tony Harris in the backcourt. Mm. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Wait for you kids to know Robert O'Kelly was different. Robert O'Kelly went to West Florida. Robert O'Kelly was a problem. Come on, man. Either one of these boys can go for 40. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Then you go down low, they got Big Will Smith. They got Paris London down there. They got Snap coming off the bench. Yeah. Snap coming off the bench. He's on the Snap Hunter, man. Don't know about Snap hey, dog. Like, <laughs> you talking about some hooping? Man, that was it, dog. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what that used to be our tester. That was our tester. Like, how good are you? You know what I'm saying? We, we go down there and play them. You, you you better come with the gym gonna be just as packed. Memphis out of wild versus Music City players. Mm. You know what I mean? And, it, and, mm. and that's what it was. If you was on them teams, you was rock and roll, whether it be the 16 and under, 17 and under, or, or my group, the 15 and under. We rocking and rolling with it. You know what I'm saying? And you, you gotta come with it, dog. And so, man, we'll get to it later. But when I um when I went to ABCD count, I'm looking like, dog, what? Uh, these all these dudes, where the Memphis cats at? You know, <laughs> like yeah. God, I I know I can hoop with them because once you get on that on that AU stage and you battling with Memphis out of while, you can beat them. Man, you can play with anybody. Mm. I'm sorry, you can play with anybody. Ain't, ain't no if ands or buts to it. You know what I mean? But that was one thing, man. I I never was able to understand the magnitude of the hooping going on in the United States. Mm. I just it was about Tennessee. I felt we was the coldest thing moving on the planet. You got Mercer, you got Dante, yeah. you got guys out here setting the bar. You know what I mean? I'm like, we got the number one player in the country in Mercer. That's coming off the heels of David Vaughn. Mm. Like, I, mm. I don't need to see nothing else. <laughs> I, I know I, I know what hoping looked like. You know what yeah. I mean? So, Thanks. like you said, man, it was going from east to west with it, man. Like Chattanooga Brain of China. CJ Black, Tashawn B. High, mm. Harris Walker, Johnny Goodman. Like, he came in all the legends when I was hey, a man, kid. This is crazy. These people was cold, man. Oh, I'm man. talking about, I'm sitting on the bench as a freshman and sophomore, like, damn. <laughs> yeah. I got to, I got to, I got to yeah. do something. I got to do something to leave an impact because these dudes, these people know these people's name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, in my sophomore year, I started to get a little bit more run. You know what I mean? At Pearl, I, I got no, I was still coming off the bench. Um, average about 15, about 15 to sell, coming off the bench, man. And that was cool. James Stewart and it was seniors. Yeah, Bull over at Stratford. Um, Big Hank was about to leave. Um, still had Maplewood right there. Man, the Glenn Cliff, Jerry McCray, and, and all them. Kenzel was coming. He was younger, but they had they had a whip. Hunter's Lane. I don't know how I forgot about Hunter's Lane. Ah, like, yeah, Hunter's Lane. You talking about deep, and then they spark just hit. It was like, oh, the hell, where the hell Hunter's Lane come from? Like, you know what I mean? So it was, man, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. You know what I mean? And then you had Odell kind of fill in for him, for James. When when James Stewart left, Odell kind of took in his place. So you had people, you know what I mean, still being able to carry the torch. When guys are leaving, you know what I mean? And I, I, like you said, now, man, you still starting to get back to like that with East and Solid Marcus and then what they was doing at Pearl, you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's good, man. It's good to see, you know what I mean? And then I, I just wish it was, it was one thing that I could take back. I wish they would have kept the schools not split, not with the public-private split. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. the, the that that hurt to me. You know what I mean? Because they was getting down. Private schools was getting down. Yeah, BA, Father Ryan, MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know I'm forgetting some, but man, this hey man, like you had to you had to bring your hat hard hat going to play NBA. Um Mike Godwin, Mike, Michael Godwin over there. Mm. Um, at NBA playing the point. Who gonna give you thirty? Big wheel call. He's six ten, six eleven down low, stepping out, stretch five before it was a stretch five, letting mm. that thing fly like it. Man, hey man, it's it was some real hooping going on. Man, man. <laughs> man. hey man, I, just, I remember I as a kid like seeing all of that. It was it was a great era of basketball. And it put a lot of pressure in you as a kid. Like, I really got to work on my game. I got to be better. Mm-hmm. I got to do this. I got to do that to improve my game if I want to get to the level that these guys are on watching as a kid. So it was just crazy to see that. And crazy to hear you talk about all those guys I remember as a kid. Because like me and my father used to go to so many games. So mm-hmm. I knew so many hoopers. And I realized he used to tell me, like, this is where you want to get to this point. You got to work like this. You got to do this. Yep. Do that. So it was very valuable to me as a kid. But saying all that to say this, you played three years at Pearl and then you made a decision to go to Oak Hill. Talk about how, if if it was difficult to make a decision to leave the city and what influenced you to get to Oak Hill? <laughs> difficult. That ain't the word. <laughs> that ain't the word for it because you got to think. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is, man, I played – Two, four, five semesters at Pearl. Mm-hmm. My freshman year, I only got to play the second half of the season because I got, I got, um, I got, I had to redo eighth grade because of tardies. You know what I mean? Like I'm the oldest of seven at that time. You know what I mean? So um, my mom was working late shift. You know what I mean? So I got to make sure all my brothers and sisters they. They locked and loaded, ready to roll to school and everything. So I used to be late to school. Like, I'm doing my work and everything, passing. It's just my toys. I had something like, it was a ridiculous number. Like, I had I had to go redo the eighth grade because of targets, not because of grades. Because, mm. I, you know what I mean? So I did that. So when I got skipped up, I played the second half of the season. Played full sophomore year. Played a full junior year. And that was it. That's five semesters. So... All that's why you're getting your name. Now, what's coveted in the state of Tennessee is Mr. Basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that on my mantle, man. I, I missed that right there. So my junior year, I, what, what was that? I had to look at it. I got it somewhere on my phone. I want to say like 26 and 12 and 26, 12 and 8 or something like that. You know what I mean? As a junior. Um I got. I ended up getting runner up to Vincent Yarbrough for Mr. Basketball, but Vince was number one player in the South region. You know what I mean? So I get it. You know what I mean? They went on one state championship. My only thing is, my senior year, I'm coming to get that. I'm gonna put on the show. Like I done built it up. Big John and them leaving. You know what I mean? I'm the. I'm. I'm the. I got me. LaDamian, man, man, LaDamian Harris already, uh, shout out to him, just got the coaching job at East. Yeah. That's my point yeah. guard, you know what I mean? We ready to rock and roll. Um, at this time, paper and them, they were at BA, I think we're getting ready to go to Hillsboro, so I would have been able to play against them. 
Odell was coming in his own at White's Creek. You had Lando, Springer at Hunter's Lane. Like, these are the matchups, you know what I'm saying, that I'm watching in the summer. Like, okay, I got to bring it against him. You know what I mean? I got to get out here probably after about 30. I'm getting this Mr. Basketball. So they have a talk with me. <laughs> Big Terry. Um, Terry Reynolds' dad. Coach Fitzgerald. David Whitfield. And my mama. I don't know about the I don't know about O'Kill Academy. I know Mercer went there, but to me that's out of touch. I I ain't that's a whole different level from what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could play on that level, but I got a goal in mind that I want to get my senior year. They talked to me like, man, it really tricked me. It was like, let's go up here. We're gonna go up at a visit. Latier was already up there. Latier went up there his south his junior year and played. So I go up there to Oak Hill, walk in the gym. For Mind you, my wrist is broken at this time from playing football when I go up there to visit it. Um, this is before the season starts at Pearl, basketball season. So I take a, a visit up there. Latier greet me in the gym. What's up? What's up, Zoe? I'm like, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Hit him up. And it's my shooting arm that's broken. So I introduced me to all the players, this, that, and the other. I'm like, cool, all right. Big Kevin Ladd, um, Lord Price, um, Antoine Scott, um, Taj Hawkins. Man, they had, they had a mob. Like, this is most of the Jews, Kamara. They got the most. They starting five was Kevin Ladd at center, 16, like Shaq in high school. Jules Kamara at forward, 6'11. Antoine Scott at the three, 16. Lord Price at the two, at 6'6. Six, six. Then Taj Hawkins at the point of six two, like oh, this. It's a college team, man. So I'm watching them. How they get out? I'm like, okay, you know, what I mean, this this what's up. But I ain't thinking nothing about it. Like I'm really just going to better see Latier. Like I ain't seen my boy forever. So hit him up. Um, my mama going. There, my mama, Coach Fitzgerald, and David going there and talk to Coach Smith. Um, I'm in there with the assistant coach. I'm just shooting around with my left hand. Y'all, now <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold, but I ain't I ain't this cold as I was that day. Like I'm in there shooting around about 15 feet with my left hand, and I'm making all everything. Now, I ain't never did this. So, Coach Stoneman, who's the head coach of Burnell, he was the assistant at the time. He tell Coach Smith when they come out the office, Coach Smith was like, "What you think about him?" He was like, "If he anything like he is with his left, with his right hand, we got some." You know what I mean? I'm like. Okay, you know, I'm feeling myself. I see all the trophies, number one rankings, you know what I mean? They take me in Coach Smith office. I see all the rings and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm putting two and two together. I'm like, all right, I see the wall. Stackhouse, Mercer, Jeff McGinnis, um, Big Junior Burrow, like the Rod Strickland, the real godfather. Like the, the list goes on and on of all Americans on the wall. I'm like, ah. Oh. So it's starting to register to me. Mind you, I ain't never seen any people play, you know what I mean? Outside with Mercer, what I knew with Ron Mercer. So we do that. I come on back to Nashville, play my junior season, have a ball. At the end of the season, we're in the spring, and Coach Fisher was like, man, because they keep on telling me, you need to go to Oak Hill. I'm like, I'm thinking of every excuse in the book. Nah, man, I, I can't leave my friends. Um, you know, um, man, I, I, I might even cry. <laughs> I might even bust out crying. That's how bad I didn't want to leave. I wanted to come back to Pearl my senior year. 
because the city knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? And I man, this is what you live for. To be this, I saw it with James Stewart. I saw it with Hathaway. I saw it with John Henderson. Like, I want some of that. You know what I mean? So um, he was like, man, you got to understand, if you go up there, you ain't going to miss much here. Everybody's still going to, the world's still going to move, man. You ain't your friends still going to be your friends. It, you're not going to miss anything. It's going to be a great opportunity. I'm like, all right, man. So um, they call Coach Smith. Coach Smith gets on the phone with me and tells me, and now this is my man. Coach Smith, my man, 100 grand. He tell me, when you come up here, don't worry. We'll get you in the ABCD camp and Nike camp. I'm like, oh, okay. So what people don't know is these rankings and that McDonald's game outside of maybe two by two people, it's kind of already picked going into the season. Thanks. Mm, but you got to go get your work done in these camps. Right. Show them you belong. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. This is my end. So I've been I've been to the ABCD camp my sophomore year, end of my sophomore year. That's what got my name on the radar. But I didn't ever go to the camp my junior year or nothing like that. So going in my senior year, my grades were so bad. Not because I wasn't doing the work, but at this time, I know about college. Yes, I'm going to college. But at the same time, I ain't understanding what your core is. My core, I'm thinking, all right, if I get a, a D in English, Sit there by getting A and P, or you know, I'm like, I ain't even thinking about the court. This is this is my thinking. I'm like, and it was dumb, but this is the way I'm thinking. Like, I can offset this, I just need a good average. So I get up there, and it was like, man, you gotta go to summer school. I'm like, oh, no, this ain't no, this ain't it. I need to just go on back to Nashville because we're like, no, slate all, slate all. Listen, all you gotta do is go to class when Nike Camp come. We'll be able to get you out and you can fly on up. You know what I mean? You play. Same thing Melo did. I'm hot at Coach Smith about this too because he let Melo miss two days of summer school to go up there and play and he wouldn't let me go. But um, Melo was Melo, was Melo too. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't no Melo. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to make, you gotta make some, um, some moves when you, when you got to make moves for guys. So um, um, I get up there. I'm going to summer school six days a week. Monday through Saturday, oh. start starting at nine all the way to three. Oh, no. Now, mind you, Oakland no. is in the middle of nowhere, mouth of Wilson, Virginia. Yeah, no, nothing is when school is full, it's probably 130 kids. Summer school, it might be 30. Some up there all alone. Travis Watson, my, that's my dog, he came up there with me, spent about two weeks with me. But other than that, I was dolo. So all I had was school, books, and and hooping in the gym. That was it. So I'm fine-tuning my game, but at the same time, I'm missing Nike count. Like, I was sick. I was sick I didn't get to go, man. You know what I mean? Because that would have put me right, right on up there. You know what I mean? Right where I needed to be. So missed that. You know what I mean? I called my mom and them. I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. I didn't get, let me come on back to Pearl and do what I'm supposed to do. And it, it was going, it's going to work out. It's like, no. Nah. So they left me up there. Best thing, best decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Best decision of my life, man, to go on up there and play. Because when it started, he playing a national schedule. Mm-mm-mm. It's different. It's different. We had Steve Blake as our point guard 
Terry Reynolds has stayed over. So he was a senior as our two Cliff Hawkins that played at Kentucky. Now he already made his name. He coming from um, the DMV area. This man guarded Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry was the number one player in the nation. In football and basketball. And, and, and basketball. Yeah, this yeah, man sure. played Ronald Curry in the state championship game as a sophomore. And I saw the film. He guarded Ronald Curry with his hands behind his back. Whoa. 94 feet. So Cliff, Cliff got the blocks. <laughs> when you talking about locking somebody up, he got the blocks. So that's him. Um, and then me and Travis Watson rounded out the top five. I started five. So, man, we had a good bond. Went on, man, and it, and it was on. Ended up going 31-0. Mm, won the national championship. Mm, I ended up getting player of the year in um, Virginia. So that was my whole thing, too. Like, man, yeah, I got player of the year, man, but ain't no trophy coming with it. <laughs> ain't no ain't no Mr. Basketball trophy. I need that, yeah, right. man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I missed it. I miss that dog, you know what I mean? Like it's it's in USA today and everything, but that don't mean that to me, man. That Mr. Basketball trophy, like we get to the city. That's what I needed. So, man, Okio was a hell of an experience, man. I, I, I there's no way I'm nowhere near the player that I that I was able to be without going to Okio. Because it was a tester, night in and night out. You know what I mean? Like I average I led us in scoring. I think I averaged 17 and a half. You know what I'm saying? And that was pretty good on that stage with everybody going to D1 mm-hmm. coming out of there. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. great experience, though. Absolutely. And, and I know in hindsight, man, it's, one, it's always one of those things, OG, man, you look at it like, man, man, if I, man, what if? You know what I mean? If I would have, you know, because you know, you know, the city, the city was going to be yours for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you, no built, you built everything up. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you built the momentum. You had to had the city behind you, like you, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you the chosen one. Like you know, senior year, this mm-hmm. about to be this your year. You know what I'm saying? And get that Mr. Basketball. You know, potentially win the state championship. Like compete for one. And it's funny how God worked, man. Because you know, just in regards, like you said, man, that being the best thing to happen to you was being, you know, sometimes God puts us in, in, in periods of isolation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying well, we need to. It's a lot that we don't see, and a lot we don't understand, a lot we don't know. That we need to be alone at times because he he got you know he cooking up something for us you know mm-hmm. way beyond what we can imagine you know what I'm saying and so it's 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 funny it's like I said sometimes in hindsight be like man what if I would have but then at the same time too you you blessed and thankful that you were put at Okia and you was there for yep. your purpose not just for not just for basketball but also just for the relationships that you create with people yeah you know what I'm saying I think yep. that, that's a that's a big thing in hindsight when you look at like man. You know, you know, like I'm pretty like like moms and Coach Fitzgerald, your whole your whole inner circle. Like, yeah, you know, Nashville ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 it's and it's hard because one I, one thing I've always known about you, OG, you always had you always had the pride of the city like on your back, in your heart, in your spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so it's for you, it's man, it's Nashville or nothing. I don't care yep. who it is, what it is, where you from. Like, man, it's it's all about the city. You know what I'm yep. saying? So being able to leave that comfort zone and leave that domain and then now you're going into a whole a whole different environment i know that was tough you know what i mean but i think at the end at the end of it though you've been able to take that and like i said cultivate the relationships cultivate the people man and then more importantly it helped you see and understand a, a a different view of basketball too you know what i'm saying you 
right? But be more focused. You got to be more yeah. locked in on what you need to do off the court. You know what I'm saying? Right. For you to be able to be a better version of yourself on the court. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and and it, you hit it on the head, man. And I think without that experience, um, and I got it, uh, like you said, I got it at Pearl and I got it at AAU playing with music city players and things of that nature. But man, I think this is a something that lacks in a lot of guys. You got to learn how to play with other good players. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you got to know when to defer, you know what I mean? Let somebody else take the reins and you do something else, bring something else different to the game. I think that's one of the biggest things that are missing, you know, and guys, um, not knowing how to play because everybody now you got so many different situations that you can just be the man on your team and they throw some guys around you. You know what I mean? You may have one or two guys, but guys, when you get to college or the next level, pro level, man, if you're fortunate to make it to there, you 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 ain't gonna be the man. You know what I'm saying? Like you may be, you know what I mean? But it's it's better when you know how to play with other guys. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's something that's lacking. A lot of times that's why i love the summer hoop sessions here you know what i mean the, the 615 runs and things of that nature because you got you got to play with other people man it might not be about you you know what i mean you might only get two points this game yeah but y'all need to get the win yeah. somebody else might be cooking you got to be able to you got to be able to do that and get along with people different personalities like you said man and it, it, we were able to do that you know getting that oak hill like here in nashville you play with guys from different sides of town and you kind of mess like that getting up there you playing for with people from different states, you know what I mean? Whole different cultures. Like I never forget waking up, man, in the morning, and Cliff Hawkins got that that damn go go music playing. Man. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, hey, hey, Cliff, man, turn that off, man. What you doing, young? You know what I mean? Don't want to hear that mess. <laughs> it's like, put the put the put the. I'm like, hey, man. Come on, man. We don't this listen. This ain't it. This ain't it. Yeah, we don't listen that down here, man. But it makes you understand different cultures and everything. And man, honestly, when I walk into University of Tennessee, able to play right away and have an impact without going to Oak Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it grew me from the get go. From the get go, we came in with a hell of a class, five freshmen, and we were able to compete. You know what I mean? That's I, I summer hooping. I came back home after Oak Hill for about half a month. But I was enrolled June 1st up there at UT. And all our freshmen came in. Me, Harris Walker from Chattanooga Brainerd, mm. um, Marcus Hayslip from Lewisburg, um, John Higgins from Shaker Heights, Ohio. And then we had one more. Who's our other freshman? We had five freshmen. Me, Slip, Harris. T. Woods, Terrence Woods, who was Mr. Basketball coming out of Memphis, Treadwell, flamethrower for a shooter. So we would play us five versus whoever was there already, whether it be C.J. Black, Isaiah Victor, Tony Harris, Vincent Yarbrough, and Dale Baker. And you still being um, Charles Hathaway, you know what I mean? So it's five on five, and we holding our own. Like everybody was groomed and ready, you know what I mean, to go out here and challenge. And there's no way I would have been able to walk in there and play without going to Oak Hill first, man. It, it, like, it, it had me ready. It had me ready. I probably would have got to that point. Mm -hmm. Oak Hill, it fast-tracked it. It fast-tracked it. Big time. And it's, man, which is actually the perfect segue going into the next question, man. Just kind of talk about your experience at UT. Um, and, you know, what, what made you what made you choose UT? Like, why why did you feel like UT was the, was the place for you? 
Well, I verbally committed, man, my junior year before the season even started. Um, all my guys that were at Pearl Cone were going up there to play football. Buck Fitzgerald, Reggie Ridley, John Henderson. Then guys, um, some other guys were going to Carson Newman, Andre Stalin, Kenneth Gates, Carlos Watkins, all them for football, you know what I mean, couple basketball. So I had my guys there. I remember I already missed all my friends anyway. So yeah. <laughs> getting to go back up there and reunite with them, it felt like, man, this is big high school. You know what I mean? All my guys here, you know what I mean? And they already, they coming off a national championship and, and some more stuff in football, the women being who they are, you know what I mean? Tamika Ketcher, Tamika Holtzclaw, Tamika Red, like, yeah. this it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing I wish I would have did is would have took my visits. That was, that was dumb on my part. Well, I wasn't dumb, but I just, I was already committed, you know what I mean? And I'm a big loyalty guy. If I'm, if I'm, like you said, if I'm repping Nashville, I'm repping it to the fullest. It is what it is. So once I commit to you, I'm rocking with you. We on, you know what I mean? Good, bright, wrong, uh, indifferent. It don't even matter. Um, I'm going with you. So um, I committed early. Um, now, I did come a time where I wanted to take it back and go to Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah, when I got up there, we were in the preseason. We was in the preseason. We playing pickup, and all the coaches used to be able to come. So you get Roy Williams up there, Gary Williams from Maryland, Pete Gillen from Virginia, Tubby coming up there. Um, and I'm like, damn, my, my coach is the only one that ain't up here. Like, what's in the sea at? You know what I mean? They they take this verbal commitment. Like, this is what it is. Like, yeah, like, yeah I ain't got to do no work. Like, I, I'm on a platter. I just gave it to y'all. So I remember after after watching that, I was like, I wouldn't told Coach Smith. I'm like, hey, Coach. I'm be real, man. I, I gotta open this recruiting back up, man. You know what I mean? I like I like what's going on. I like our tubby. You know what I mean? How he talking to he was up there recruiting Cliff for Jules Kamara just went there. Um, so I'm like, man, let's open this up. You know what I mean? Then mind you, at this time, now I know the history of Oak Hill. You know what I mean? I, I know what, what Mercer bring. You know what I'm saying? I know what everybody means. Like they went to North Carolina, Touche and Stack and all them. I'm like, I need to see what this is like. You know what I mean? We know we, we got a mob and we're finna go out here and wreck some people. You know what I mean? I know I'm finna be on these, on these, even though I missed the camps, we finna be on these radars. You know what I mean? So he was like, nah, man, no, nah, Slate Augie. Just wait on it, man. Wait on it. Nah, coach, man, they ain't even came up here to see me play. I ain't seen no practice or nothing. He was like, man, just go, go back to the dorm, sleep on it, and we'll see how it go. So the next day, man, they came up about four days in a row. <laughs> oh, the coach so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna go on Rockwell. So, so that that gave it, man. Then I, I'm a football guy at heart, man. I love football to death. So uh, my my unofficial visit, um, we they invited us down as a team to go see the Florida game when Tennessee upset Florida on their mm. national championship run. Mm. So they right there hyped me up. Um, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 kind of that, that that pretty much sealed it as far as Tennessee goes. And then you look at it, man, they were doing something special. You know what I'm saying? Coach Green, it came in half of our no. The majority of our roster was from the state of Tennessee. So when you talk about representing, it's different. It means something different. When you're from the state and you playing there, we had Tony Harris, Mr. Uh, All American. CJ Black from Chattanooga, leader in blocks to this day. Um, Isaiah Victor from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Might as well, might as well be Tennessee. Um, 
We had um, Terrence Woods. You had me. You had Hayslip. You had Harris Walker. Um, you had Dale Baker. You had Vincent Yarbrough. That's nine people from the state of Tennessee. That's big time. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had a guy, Vegas Davis. He was from Arizona. And we had um, John Higgins from Ohio. That's it. So you got nine of the eleven from the state of Tennessee. It was already bubbling. We was on. Mm-hmm. We was on. Like, it, let's go rep. Let's go rep. We done played against each other all our life. You know what I mean? Everybody know everybody. We got bonds already already formed without even playing with each other. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it took on a, a, a it, it took on a, a, a mind of its own. You know what I mean? It, it was just like a whole representation. Like, when we say we're from Tennessee, we really rep in Tennessee. Then you, we're gonna make you understand what it is. Yeah, all these big blue blood programs and everything, we coming. We had to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like we was we was locked in. We was locked in, man. And so it was a whole different representation of it, man. And that was special. That was special. Like, and I think that's when they always do well when you can get the the best talent from the state of Tennessee to go to one school. Mm-hmm. You got it, man. You playing for playing for something totally different, you playing for each other for real. So that that was cool, man. And when I saw that that forming, that was another thing that made me going to say, yeah, this it. That's it. I, I I hate that it's not like that right now. I, I really mm-hmm. did value that back in the day how the how schools in state recruited in state. Like even in Memphis, they went and got all the kids from the city, like yep. Penny is doing now. Yep. Got all the kids from the city. I wish it was more. I wish no disrespect to Barnes, but I wish he would do that more. And get kids from the state to come there and represent the state because there's still talent in the state without question. So I don't understand why that has fallen off at this point. But I want to follow up your career in Tennessee and talk about how your game developed more while you were there and and who got you in the gym on staff or what may have been the case. Who was your guy that got you to help you develop your game while you were at Tennessee to get to the point where you became SEC player of the year? Man, the funny thing is, man. I can't really give nobody credit mm. except my teammates. My teammates get all the credit. Cause I man, we we were doing workouts, but it was man, let's hope. You know what I mean? Like if you wouldn't come to like I if you wouldn't come to Tennessee to go to the league, this ain't the school for you. Mm. Cause everybody on our team trying to get to the league. That's what we that's what we we stood on. Cause you gotta imagine, man, we surrounded by greatness. We're surrounded by greatness, dog. You look at the women's game, the women's game. They got Pat Summit coaching them. They got three straight national championships coming off the heels of it. You know what I'm saying? So you watching them, they end up playing pickup. That's all we did was play pickup. That's all we did. You know what I mean? So we 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 sharpened each other's game. That's what that's what really locked us in. Um and I think the next step for me was um, going into my junior year, Vince's dad was out in Cali in Oakland. So we all flew out there. Me, Vince, and y'all, bro, Dale Baker, flew out there to go work out. Now, this is the first time I done ever had a personal trainer. Mm. Because Vince, Vince Pops was there. He was on that. But mind you, Vince is really on the radar already. You know what I'm saying? As being that guy, all American and everything, and ready to go and take that next step, so they know what it takes. I'm just man, let's hope. Well, I'm gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna keep getting beat. That's what I'm gonna show. So if I if I if I got to move and I keep on getting ripped, 
okay, I'm gonna get a counter to it just because I don't want to get ripped no more. It wasn't nobody in the gym that's just breaking me down. We went out there to Oakland and saw and saw Alameen. He's a coach uh, down in Florida, and I forgot the name of the school he coached. But at that time, he had Courtney Alexander at Fresno. Courtney was, you're talking about a guy that can fill it up. Courtney Alexander can, <laughs> different. So we went out there to train with him. He got us out there three three times a day, three times a day. We were in with shooting at night, and this is the first time I've ever seen it, doing real drills, working on ball handling, working on moves, watching film of guys, Kobe and them, and I know forget. Um, he he made he made me take the game and watch look at it through a different lens. You know, I really learned moves like I really learned the elbow, the elbow poke that people do. Like I just used to think before learning it, I used to think with Kobe and they would drive and they would lean. I just thought their body was kind of like flailing, but he was really hitting people with that elbow in his stomach to make the defender stop, and he was getting bound. You know what I mean? So little stuff like that. I'm watching. I'm like, dang, so I'm starting to pick up on it. Um, but like I said earlier, that's the resource the kids got now with you guys. You know what I mean? You got guys that watch film and can bring the moves to the gym and teach you the moves. I, this was my first encounter of it. So going in my junior year, we stayed out there for about six weeks training. So we come back automatically on a different level. And so I flew out here to Knoxville worked out with us for about two or three weeks. So we kept the regimen up. So by the time we go into the season, I got a whole different array of moves. Mm -hmm. I'm out my junior year. Ain't no question, I'm gone. Like I, I'm getting pro style training now at this point. So I understand what it's like, you know what I mean? Um, so I started picking up things then and sharp, sharpening my tools in my game and, you know, being able to stretch the floor a little bit, you know what I mean? Doing better on ISO moves on the post. Um, knowing how to get by guys and um, getting to my spots. I started figuring out what spots are, you know what I'm saying, how to get to your spots. So we did that. And then I told my ACL. So if I don't tell, never tell my ACL, ain't no senior year. Ain't no, ain't no SEC player of the year. I'm out, mm. regardless if I would have got drafted or not. But that was the only time that you had three guys in the SEC averaging. Vince was leading the SEC in scoring with 21. I was behind him at 19. Slip was behind me at 18. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Slip went lottery. Vince went to the league. I told my ACL. You know what I mean? So um going into so I didn't really get to show, showcase what I had my junior year. So when I told my ACL, that kind of drove me mentally. I'm uh, I'm training like a pro from here on out. Mm. Getting ready to go in my senior year, rehabbing my knee. And once I got my knee and got cleared, I automatically switched to I'm not a collegiate player anymore. I'm a pro and I'm gonna carry myself as such. So, and that's from everywhere on the court to off the court. Like I was no longer showing up to games with sweats on and then like I wore suits to games my senior year. Suits. Like they don't want no want nobody doing that. You know what I mean? I made the coaches go real. I made them go real. You know what I mean? How they <laughs> they put the they put the team issued sweats on, they like what we wearing, what we wearing on the road. Um, gonna wear the black sweats or what? Yeah, y'all can. I'm wearing a suit. It's business. You know what I mean? So I automatically switched. I was either in a suit or throwback jerseys. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's how I was rolling. And every time I came into it, it was business. And I think that was um that's what led to me being able to dominate like at my senior year. 
You know what I mean? And also, I felt like they forgot about me. You know what I mean? I went from making, as a sophomore, my freshman year, sixth man of the year in the nation. Second second year, my sophomore year, I'm third team all SEC. All this while coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Man. Third team. So my junior year, it would have been the same thing. You're the first team or second team all SEC. Going into it, when they brought the the um, the awards out for the preseason, I wasn't on no list. I'm like, oh, y'all really don't forget. Y'all, y'all don't forget everything I was doing. So I'll never forget. And this is my guy to this day, Dick Vitale. I get an autograph. I get a, you know, they had the um the pictures, the action shots. So I signed the action shot, sent it to him and told him, don't forget about me. First game they did on TV, Dick Vitale was raving about me. I think it might have been Duke in Kentucky, not to play early in the season. I mean, one of them. It was one of them. And he was doing the game. And he was um talking about somebody y'all need to watch out for. It wasn't even an SEC game, two SEC teams. But he went on to say, y'all need to watch out for Ron Slay in the SEC. I'm telling you, this man coming in focus, it's a different him. So I changed my body. I got in great shape. Um, got rocked up at that time. You know what I mean? They were lifting heavy. Um, so bounced back from that. I just went on a tell my senior year, man. And that, that ended up being how, how we got. And we would have ended up making the tournament. Um, but we were right there on the, we was on the bubble, us and Auburn. John Higgins got um getting ready to go in the SEC tournament. We got to play Auburn. John Higgins got disqualified and, and uh, wasn't eligible because he failed a math class or something. So I had to go into the SEC tournament without my senior. He was the only other senior. C.J. Watson was holding it down. Brandy Crump, but we played Marquise Daniels and them. Mm. Marquise and them, they won, got into the tournament, and the rest is history for Keith. You know what I'm saying? He went on that run in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was that was something, man. I, I was sick about that, man. Not getting the NCAA tournament because you it was kind of like it was kind of like the um not being to go to the Nike camp, not getting to get on that radar. You know what I mean? That's all I needed to do is get on that stage. I was gonna go bananas. You know what I mean? So, but it was cool. So um, ended up doing that. Got SEC Player of the Year, third team All American. Um, so I had 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 a had a good time my senior year, man. Mm. All right. So talk about graduating. I know you said you wanted to go to the league after your junior year, but then the injury happened. But talk about how into your senior year and not getting to the NBA. Talk about how that affected you mentally and how you bounced back from that. Hardest thing ever. <clears throat> Hardest pill to swallow ever. Like I had a so I, I'm down there working out with uh, John Lucas in Houston, getting ready for the draft. Shout out to Big John, man. I, you talking about a dude? That man's an angel <laughs> out here on Earth, man. Not afraid to share his story with you. Not afraid to share where he slipped up. You know what I mean? How he get was able to bounce back, and he gonna be brutally honest with you. If you can play or if you can't play, he's going to let you know. But he also going to let you know, we're going to get you there. Wherever you're trying to get to, I'm going to get you there. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the, the, the greatest times I ever had, man, getting ready for the draft with him. So I ended up going to Chicago. Um, I did well. 
on my um with the, with the Bulls. I did good in that one. I did good for Minnesota. Mm. I did great with Miami. So I'm expecting one of them to take me. So we have a a get together. My mom wanted to have a get together um to watch the draft at the Boys and Girls Club. So the whole time, Big Luke telling me, "Hey man, y'all just stay down here, keep your head down, keep grinding." I'm like, man, look, man, my mom want to do this, man. I want to go up and be around family, this, that, and the other, watch the draft. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, cool. Go ahead. Just make sure you come back. I get up there. I'm watching the draft, sitting in the room. My agent, um, he, we in the circle room. Everybody else in there. Um, B. Wright was there. I'll never forget Brandon Wright was there. That was my young fella. Mm-hmm. Um, B. Wright was there. Young, young B. Wright, just coming into his own. Um, so we sitting there watching the draft. Miami pick coming up. They call, they like, man, we think we're gonna take them. They call the pick. They picked Jerome Beasley out of no Chicago first. Chicago took the dude that I dog walked. Dog walked. He went to Arizona State. I can't even remember his name. When I say dog walked him, dog. I dog walked him. Like Trent Hassel. I never forget. We're working out. We playing one-on-one on one. Me, him, and Tommy Smith. They don't know I know Trent. So Trent with the Bulls at this time. Trent walk in the gym while we working out. So I automatically get boosted up like, oh, my dog in here. You know what I mean? My, my boy in here, you know what I mean? I'm going off. I'm talking funky yes, out there. Pete Myers and them loving it. You know what I mean? Trent like, okay, I see you, big dog. I see you. You know what I mean? Him and Marcus Pfizer. I'm talking cash, holding my follow through up after that's game. You know what I mean? Next, you, you feel I'm, I'm in my zone. You know what I mean? So I, I kill it. Um, I think Chicago will make the pick. They ended up picking the kid from Arizona State. So the second round start, Miami, like, we got you. We're going we to take you. They end up taking Jerome Beasley from, I want to say Jerome was from North Dakota State or something like that, 16, power forward. Um, didn't have the skill or anything, but he had the height. Mind you, I'm right there on the cusp of that tweener stuff. That's what they talking about, tweeners and all that. So yeah. um, draft go on. I don't get picked. I'm sitting there with my agent. I'm like, man, dog, I got to go out here and tell these people. I appreciate y'all coming. When I walked out there, everybody quiet. I'm sitting there's probably about 50 people. I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, all family, though. You know what I mean? Little Aunt Banks. Uh, Anthony Guthrie, all them, the brands, all them, that's that's my extended family. They all there. Um, my homeboys, everybody there, man. And I'm just like, man, dang. Um, this ain't the end, y'all. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I'm, I'm gonna crank up. This ain't this ain't gonna be the last, last you heard of them. But mind you, I got a, a knot in my throat. I can't even swallow. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? Like while I'm talking. So did that walked on out went to the club um and the whole time i'm just thinking damn how did this happen yeah you know what i mean like i did everything i was supposed to do you know what i mean grinded everything so it don't happen end up going to summer league uh did good with miami miami summer league um they offered me a partial um and at this time this is another thing. Like when you got resources and you got OGs and stuff to call on, you got to call on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what a partial was. I'm just thinking partial. Mind you, I'm ego still in it, too. Pride still in it. 
I'm like, a pause, man. A pause, man. Man, they're going to be a guarantee, not knowing that you get this pause, you're getting in the training camp, you're going to make it at least to the first half of the season, then they'll make a decision on you. You know what I mean? You just got to get your foot in the door. It's a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, no, I don't want no pause, dog. They, they got to do something better than that. They ain't never called back. never called back. <laughs> never called back. <laughs> so that was the end of that. You know what I mean? So um, I fired my agent. Uh, and I was just like, man, get me out of here. Get me to let me I'm, let me go overseas. So I went to Turkey, first year in Turkey in Galatasaray, uh, real good club over there. Um, but I just needed to get away, man. Clear my head, yeah. you know what I mean. Get back to the grind and, and start it all over. So that was the that was the toughest thing, man. Not getting drafted, but getting there, being able to get over there to Turkey and being in a whole different country by yourself. You know what I mean, which always. Basketball, you understand no language, um, and it just kind of refocused me. You know, it refocused me, and um, came back next year. Did the G League? It was a D League at that time. Uh, ended up winning the championship um, in the D League. Uh, made our first team all D League. Got a look with the Suns. Uh, went out there summer league with the Suns. Made all NBA summer league team. Um. I remember Dan Tony pulled me um in the in the locker room and was like, man, um, man, we this when they was negotiating Sean Marion contract too. He was like, man, we we kind of we, we love to have you, um, but kind of it's kind of like a money situation. We ain't really got we ain't really got the spot for you. He was like, anything I can do to help, though, you know what I mean? Let me know, you know what I mean? And he did end up making a call. That's how I ended up going back to Italy um, and getting on an Italian league, but. It's just crazy, man. It was just like another roadblock after another roadblock after another roadblock. And I finally got to the point in my career, and I was like, man, it's cool. I ain't going to do the D-League again because, like, how you don't get called up? And that was another thing. The San Antonio Spurs was at the door. Chris Alpert was running the league at that time. So I go and have 42 then like 39 back-to-back games. San Antonio is on the line. <laughs> they on the line. So much so, Coach Jeremiah, he don't even let me practice the next two days. He was like, we got to get acclimated to playing without you because you about to be gone. Like, they they call it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a done deal. So these next two days, I'm like, damn, right there. Right there, when they going to make a call and get me on up there? They never called. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but they never called. So I ended up starting back playing in the D League. But after that, though, I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to go overseas, ball, and come back and play summer league. You know, I'm going to get the same looks, you know. And um, it's different when you're playing and you got some money in your pocket at the time. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you ain't really, and you already got a gig lined up. You know what I mean? You're playing a little bit more carefree. So that made me play better in summer league, balled out with Denver. Some couple of situations went on with that, man. That's that's a whole different story with Adrian Dantley, boy. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's relationships, man. Relationships. Relationships around the world. You know what I mean? So he had a ended up, he had a beef with my former agent, the one that I fired. He had a beef with him. And he took that beef out on me. I got mellow vouching for me and everything. It's a done deal with Denver. AD wow. didn't let him pull the trigger. Over some sh- stuff that he got going on with my former agent. 
That's crazy. That's not even wow, dog. So I'm like, not even representing you. You you fired him, and he's still holding that up. That's crazy, dog. So That's before wild. I went down with John Lucas, I was working on DC with Adrian Dentley for like a month and a half. Mind you, my agent is supposed to be paying him. So I, I tell my agent, um, I was like, man, I'm gonna go down here with John Lucas. He was like, all right, cool. Set it up and went down to Houston, worked out with him. I don't know he ain't paid Adrian Dentley. Hey, D, wow. this is three years, this three years later, dog. He ain't forgot. <laughs> this, man, this man told me in practice, and I strike me down right now if I'm lying. Told me in practice, man, you still owe me some money, man. Oh, you some money for for what? When you was working out with me, you y'all never paid my money. I'm like, what? Oh, well, you ain't gonna be playing. I'm like, oh, wow, really? That's what we doing? We get the summer league. First game go by. I don't play. Now I got Mellow vouching for me. Do you hear me? Like this is real life. Yeah, my guy coming through. You know what I mean? We get there. I don't play the first game. The next day, we have a scrimmage that morning against somebody. I forgot who it was, but I had like 20 in the scrimmage. We had a game later on that day. I'm like, oh, yeah, they got to let me rock. Like, I done got off in the scrimmage. You know what I mean? Now we get to the game, it's on. So, man, don't play me again. So I get back to the hotel. I'm like, I call Luke. I'm like, hey, hey, Hoss, man, I, this, this man ain't even giving me no run. He was like, who coached? I'm like, AD. He's like, all right, I'll be up there. So Luke fly up there to Vegas. He walk in the gym. We playing. It's the first quarter. I see him walk in. And um, this is we had um not not the big not the top, we had Thomas and Mac, not the big gym, but the auxiliary gym. Yeah. We yeah, play yeah, games yeah. at too. So you know it's you can hear everything you now. So when he walk in and Luke is loud. John Luke is always loud. You know what I mean? So he come in, he sitting course. What's up, Hoss? Put his hands up. I'm like, was sitting on the bench. So he, a time out come, he holler, hey, AD, put my boy in. You know what I mean? AD, look at him, look down at me, and do like that. I'm like, damn. I'm like, see? Whoa. What he, I don't know what he doing. Like, it's per, it got personal. You know what I mean? I'm still being respectful about the whole situation and everything. So that happened. Um, Second quarter come, Luke said again, AD, put my boy in. So, he looked down at me, put me on in the game. I come out back to back threes. Boom, boom. <laughs> Horn. Suddenly me right back out. I'm like, ah, he hates me. Oh, ah, he hates so bad. It was crazy, man. Like it was, there's so many games they play, man, but it is what it is, man. You know what I mean? So went on back overseas, had a, a good career, came back, played some league once or twice more. I was like, you know what? I'm cool on it, man. I'm, I'm going to chase his bread instead of, you know, doing that. But, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's been, it's been a hell of a journey. And that's that's those stories, man. Um, <clears throat> those stories, OG, those stories like that you just told, man, it, 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 hits, it hits in multitudes of ways. But one big thing is, and I tell I tell players all the time, man, like somebody like you, for instance, it's no question, no doubt about it, you were an NBA player. Mm -hmm. Head over heels, not even close. And what you just explained also shows the business and the politics of basketball. And that's why 
from a mental standpoint with players, you know, I think keeping in context of obviously when you play this game, you want to get to the ultimate level, the ultimate level playing at the NBA. But when circumstances don't fall your way, it can be such a psychological battle in regards of like, man, I put the time in, I put all the work in, I'm focused, I work my ass off, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And yet, like, I'm still not getting a fair shake. I'm still not getting a, a, a fair opportunity. And what you just shared with with us, man, just goes to show like a lot of that stuff in terms of making it and not making it sometimes has nothing to do with you at all as a player. You know what I mean? Especially when you go about, you know, you're going about your business the right way, you're going out there, you're producing, you're showing what you can do. And when it gets to that point where you hear these type of stories, man, when it's, you know, like you said, relationships, like that goes a long way. And so I think I, I, I would encourage players, man, that's, you know, that may be going through similar situations, not just on the pro level, but it could be in high school. It can be in college. Like a lot of that, you know, you got to also make sure you are maintaining confidence in yourself. Like for you, OG, for you to, still be like hey man listen i'm i'm still the best player on the court i just need you know i just need an opportunity i just need a chance to to just prove what i can do and more importantly like i'm i'm gonna play i'm gonna play within a role too i'm gonna play within the confinements of the team but i'm just gonna be i'm gonna make sure i impact i make sure my talent and my ability my my energy is gonna be felt mm-hmm. and when you when that's not when that's not given to you or when you're not being put in position or where you're not getting a fair chance like Sometimes that can that can affect you psychologically. It can start to make you question, like, man, am I really good enough? Or what am I not doing? You know, why is why are these situations not falling into play and to 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 put me where I'm supposed where I feel like I'm supposed to be? And so I I commend you, man, for maintaining that level of confidence and still maintaining the level of knowing no matter what, I'm still Ron Slay. I still feel like I'm the best. I'm the best player on the court. And right. whether you like it or not, by the time we walk off this court, like you're gonna know who I am, is you're gonna respect who I am too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, and, and as you know, Sean as well, man. I mean, Sean works with guys, you know, myself that play overseas that we we both we all know that they can easily play in the NBA. And 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 so also too, you also gotta kind of confine and, and, and redefine what you consider as success because just because you don't play in the NBA does not, that does not mean that you're not successful. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of people don't get the opportunity to be a professional in something mm-hmm. that they love and a, and a professional at the, at a gift and at a talent that they have. You still had a illustrious, a great career, great basketball right. career. And you not making it to the NBA don't def, did not define that for you. But more importantly, you didn't allow that to define that for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but it's unfortunate, man, because, and, and it's, you know, when we had Chris on, we had Chris, uh, Chris Lofton, we had him, same yep. kind of similar situation, you know, un, un, unfortunate circumstances with him getting cancer and things that degree. But yep. like guys like you, guys like him, we really feel like y'all were a little bit ahead of y'all time. Like if Chris, mm-hmm. like OG, if you play in today's NBA, Woo! Chris Lofton plays in today's NBA, yeah. you know, now we're talking about positionless basketball. They're not yep. looking at a six, seven guy saying, hey, well, you're not big enough because you, you know, you're a tweener. Like you say, you're yep. a tweener. Well, Chris, you're not a traditional point guard. You got to play point. 
instead of just letting you guys be who you are, it ain't no question about it. Like y'all are y'all were bona fide NBA players in, and you'll definitely be bona fide NBA players now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think all of that going into account, man, it, and those things happening, and sometimes like you know, like I just mentioned earlier, man, there's there's certain things in life, man, where we we look and, and we realize like things that not that weren't meant for us, but it's also you have an opportunity to share this story because this story, the seed that was planted in you and you going through the experience that you went through, mm-hmm. it's gonna help somebody else in some form, right. some capacity, whether it be in basketball or whether it be in life. You know what I'm right. saying? And but it does kind of I'm not gonna lie, like listening to the story, man. I, it I'm, hurts. I'm, I'm it hurts. Hot, like, nah. you know, it hurts, you know, man. Listening to it, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, and that's just the, the, the pettiness. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that had nothing to do with you. At all. Man, completely. That had nothing to do with you whatsoever, but the pettiness that allowed that situation to block you from potentially being able to achieve something that you've worked your entire life for and and, and to, to, to say, hey, man, I... I know I'm a, I'm an NBA player, but you hold this, you hold some over me that I had no control over. Yeah, you know, yeah. On the flip side of that too, though, you going but you got blessed tenfold, you got blessed a hundredfold, way beyond what you can imagine. And right. Kind of segue into this to next topic, talking about your broadcast career. Um, watching you over these last couple of years, you know, I know you start, you know, started with the, you know, was it one hundred four five? Yeah, so I, it's, it's 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 a whole it's a whole story of that man. Like it's it's to um, and I, I will say too, man. I I, I remember telling AD and while we was in practice, I was like, dog, if I make this team, man, I double or triple whatever he whatever he owns you. You know what I mean? Don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's one of them. But like you said though, man, I, I think going into it, man, we're finishing up the career. A basketball wise, like I was able to play 14 years, man, and you know what I mean, made made a living playing professionally. And I think being able to walk around, walk away from each situation and know that um I'm I'm big on the respect of your peers. Yeah. If you get the respect of your peers, like it ain't a room that I can walk in where they're gonna be like, oh man, dude wasn't really, you know what I mean, wasn't everybody's gonna talk good you know what i'm saying I, and i make sure that you know what i mean coaches as well like I, I always wanted to leave a situation and it was gonna say man i wish i had nine other guys like him mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i think that's an impact so that that was the thing man and um yeah going into this going into to to broad into the media world man i, I wanted to come back and get into coaching mm-hmm. but it's you know that's a it's difficult doing that also, man, because while you're away and you chasing your dream and playing professionally, you got guys that are getting out of college and they're getting right into it. So they paying their dues as interns, as GAs and everything. So I'm catching it on the back end trying to get into it. And it's, it's difficult to do that, man. So I ended up coaching for about four years over in Innsworth, you know, um, tried to get on up in Tennessee a couple of times, but things just didn't, didn't work out. And like you said, man, earlier, you know, um, one, one door shut and God got something else for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So I um, uh, I went back to school, got my degree. And um, in the midst of getting my degree, I went on a media run, getting ready to graduate. You know what I mean? So I did a couple of radio interviews and I remember one radio interview I did in Knoxville. I left the station and it was like, man, you might need to think about doing this, man. You're pretty, pretty good at this. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm, 
that's that's cool, man. I'm trying to coach, man. I'm trying to get close to the game. You know what I'm saying? I stay as close to the game as I can. You know, and then feed back in because I love sharing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, did the coaching. Um, after that, after that stop, I started the the boom boom room. You know what I mean? Doing the podcast right. and yeah. things of that nature. Um, and it was a guy, Golf Bolden, man, good dude. And he, um, it was a small radio station, AM station in Franklin. 1510, I believe. Um, small, it probably go in a, a 10 mile radius, you know what I'm saying? But he was like, man, we can offer you. We, he took me in there to meet the lady, Miss Lisa. That's who gave me my start. She was like, man, we can. We can offer it on um, your drive time hour each Friday from five to six. You know, you can knock it out. Um, you got to go get your sponsorships and all that. So I had to hustle and bustle to get all that. This stuff that people don't know. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So I'm doing an hour long radio show with no commercials. Like, mm. I don't know if anybody has ever <laughs> just tried to hold people's attention for an hour with no commercials on radio or whatever it may be, podcast or whatever. Um, so I did that. I did that for two years, you know what I mean? And then Ramon Foster, my brother, um, he got on with, with 104.5 and they had a, a spot that they needed somebody to kind of, um, sub in. They lost one of their, their, um, their, their shows in the middle of the middle of the day. I think it was a 10 or one, 10 o'clock to one, one o'clock show. So they needed somebody to fill in. So Ramon was like, I mean, y'all need to try, y'all need to try Sway. Um, now, mind you, 104.5 is the flagship station for the Tennessee Titans and the Vols. Yep. So the Vols, I got covered. You know what I'm saying? Um, they don't know, the people at the station don't know if I can talk enough about football because football is going to move the needle. NFL, then followed by Tennessee football, followed by SEC on down. Um, so I get in there, it go well. I'm on about a three-month trial session, you know what I mean? Trying to show, you know what I mean, that I can get it done. So um the feedback was good. And then I and I got on 104.5, man. They they ended up offering me a contract, knocked it out. And so I've been on with them. This is going on completing the second year. Exactly. Getting ready to go on three years, man. And this it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. Then um this this year I had the opportunity to do SEC Network. Um and that gave me yeah. basketball fix. Went up there and auditioned, did it in one take, knocked it out. You know, um, uh, it was like, man, oh, you yeah. killed that. It was like, you wanna do it again? You wanna you wanna you wanna redo it? I was like, it felt good to me, dude. What y'all think? It's like, no. I banked that. I was like, well, shoot, I don't need to do it no more. I was one taking that thing, you know what I mean? Got it out the way. So that went good, man. That kept me um, close to the game. I was waiting on their call, you know what I mean? Like, hey, what, when they gonna call? Mind you, I did the audition in September. You know what I'm saying? They just held the tape forever. They called me, ended up calling me December, no, maybe December 30th, I believe. I was like, man, what you think about um, working with the SEC Network? I'm like, well, hold on. Put the phone down. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. What they talking about? What they talking about? They let me in. You know what I mean? Take the phone back out. I'm like, yeah, man, that's um, that'll be a great opportunity. I'm going to get that call. 
you feel? Yeah. Like I ain't geek, you know what I mean? So yeah. got the got yeah. an opportunity to do that, man. And then I was supposed to start on January seventh. Um, but the head guy, David Sislow, with all the, the um, basketball talent, got a hold to the tape and um got to look at it and it was like, man, we want to redo the contract and we want you to do some games. Have you ever called any games? And mind you, for two years I was calling TSU games. So yeah. I got I'm getting my feet wet doing that. You know what I mean? It's, it's funny how you get opportunities, you know what I'm saying? And they can lead to bigger things. If I never did the TSU game, calling those games, I would have never had an idea of how the process goes and how to do it. You know what I mean? The time and that you got to be able to talk and all of that and trade it off with your partner. So that got me prepped. And it's funny how I go full circle. Like Tennessee State is what prepped me, put the ball in my hand. You know what I mean? Now here we go again. Tennessee State would prep me to jump into the TV part of commentating and things of that nature. So went right in and he was like, man, we want to want to sign you on this full time. I was like, uh, okay. So, um, he was like, call me back when you when you got a um when you when you know the decision if you want to call some games or anything. <laughs> you know, I I'm like, yeah, all right, I I give you uh, I give you a shout back and put the phone down again. <laughs> SEC games? Y'all, y'all want me to call? What? Boom. I picked the phone back up, called him back right five minutes later. Yeah, that's cool, man. Let's, let's, let's do that. So that got me in the door, man. And, and honestly, man, it, it took off. It took off, dog. And I think the good thing about it, my um, son, is I got to be myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? On each stage, I think that's that's what it is. So going through all of that trials and tribulations in the basketball world and then getting over in the media world, um, I get to wait, walk away from each situation. And I, I was me every time, you know what I mean? Like, you can always walk away and be like, man, that's like when people watch it, it'll be like, like you said earlier, man, that, that's just him being him. That's the same energy he bring if he in the gym, that same energy he bring if he's sitting there talking to us, like, it's always me. So I think that's the easiest thing because I'm not playing a character. Like, sure. this is really how I feel about it. Like, I really love basketball. I really love football. So it's it's easy to do, man. And, and I, I I couldn't be more blessed because you know after that transition, that's one of the most difficult transitions, man, to uh, stop playing and try to figure out what you're gonna do next. Regardless of how much money you make, whatever it may be, you still want to have something to get up in the morning for. You know what I'm saying? And get that fulfillment of you of you leaving that impact on something. So I've been able to find it in this media lane, man, and I'm having a ball doing it. And like you said, even when I was in basketball. I was repping Tennessee next year. I'm doing the exact same thing. Like I'm yes, still carrying. Everybody gonna know. You know what I mean? Where dude from Nashville? You know what I mean? All my hoopers in the call it Cashville. That like it's people that ain't even never been to Nashville. Man, dude, you talking about dude from Cashville? Yeah, yeah. damn right. <laughs> damn right. That's what you talking about. So, yeah, it's, man. It's it's crazy how you you and Ma have both talked about how everything's coming full circle. But more any importantly, anything, man. I want to just commend you for keeping a level of professionalism when all the pettiness and roadblocks was happening to you, bro. Cause I know that yeah. took a lot and I feel like people take that for granted and don't appreciate when people just keep a level of professionalism and more than anything, I feel like it's God testing our faith at times to, yeah. see, to see, to see if you're going to stand strong with what he's, what he, what he has planned for you and your bigger plan, the bigger picture. And it's all like y'all been saying, come full circle for you, man. So I commend you for that for real. 
Yeah, no doubt, man. And I, I think a part of it too, man, being able to keep your circle tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I got people, man, in my in my circle, man, that that keep me grounded, tell me when I'm messing up. You know, what I, mean? I ain't afraid to say, man, nah, you ain't supposed to be doing it like that. And it, it is what it is. And it's been like that since I was 14, 15 years old. You know what I mean? The same people. Um, so I gotta give a shout out to them, the people in my circle, man. And then also just being able to tap back in man i think that's that's the biggest thing man like you like you said man being able to share your stories and be able to try to persevere through it all man because it, it's enough to shake you it's mm -hmm. enough to shake you man but you know it's 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 always something greater man i i think that's that's the thing not getting too excited um i think that's one thing not getting too excited staying level still being able to you know um champion those those milestones that you hit you know what I mean? To celebrate those, but also at the same time knowing that you got to get back to work. You got to get back to work and keep on going. So, yeah. Big time. Big time. And it's, 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 it's one thing I got to say about this, about about OG. When it comes to that broadcasting, I, you know, I, I, be, I be tuning I used to, you know, when he was calling TSU games, I, I'm tuning in to every game. It's three things I always take away when I listen to OG calling games. One, you definitely going to learn something. <laughs> Two, you definitely gonna be excited because you're gonna hear his energy. And three, you're gonna laugh. Cause he's gonna give he's gonna give you some good laughs or so. Right, he'll give you good laughs or so, man. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Right, that's you now we proud now. We proud of you, man. You know, you know, obviously, man, we again, man, you're a stable of the city, man. We super proud of you, man. And just seeing how you, you know, continue just, you know, adapt and evolve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and being able to adjust, you know what I'm saying? So man, that's salute yeah. to you on that. Man, one last question, man, and then we're gonna get into our pick and pop, our pick and pop uh segment. I know, man. We just been like it's, we we almost two hours in, but let me. I feel like we can talk forever. So I we can, can. we can. can. We gonna have to do part two later on the show. Yeah, but so and so, but um, that's, we're gonna circle, man. We're gonna circle back around to the basketball piece. Um, one of the big influences of the six one five pro run comes back from you guys, the legendary. I call them the, the legendary the bandy runs, the legendary bandy. <laughs> And I tell like I tell guys, man, you know, you know, the, you know, like all of our pros and things that degree, like, you know, this that 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 that's now been cultivating and, and, and getting the spark and getting the runs back going to pro guys, college guys mm -hmm. coming in and competing against each other. A big influence and inspiration came from you and 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 the era. Again, we talk about that era of basketball. Yeah. And especially when y'all were in college and then also when y'all were professionals as well man if you can man just talk about that experience and just the almost as if like walking into them runs because i remember i remember going in and, and, and being able to participate every so often and watch but uh -huh. it was a different level of precedence like one if you didn't have a resume if you if, if you didn't have a resume you was you not playing period Number oh. two, if you brought somebody <clears throat> with you, then and, and nobody knew who that was, you weren't allowed to play. Yep. And the the it just talk about the competitiveness and the pride that came from playing in those runs and how it groomed and that helped groom your game and groom your your level of just your your mental toughness, just your attitude, yep. your swag, all that. Cause man, no, yep. like going in there. And watching y'all compete, and that, it, this wasn't a thing where y'all just played one day. Y'all playing five, six days a week. Yeah, it's time to talk, man. Let like let's let the, let the people know. Talk about that experience. Yeah, man. It was it was um first of all up at Vandy, man. It was a hot box, so 
Anything yeah. you had going on, you finna get in great shape if you can make it through them runs. Well, no AC running around and they had the big fans in there turning and that wasn't doing them but blowing hot air around. But man, it, it's you knew what time it was, man. Yeah, it, it, the, the hoop session started five. You better be there at four thirty, stretched and ready to go. Because if you don't, if you ain't there when they picking, it's gonna be hard, man, to get on that squad. I think everybody, um, they sharpened each other, man. And then you had the vets that were teaching us along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that was another way of sharpening my skills. Like, I remember going against, I always use this example, um, Corey Allen. Corey Allen was my OG. So I, I remember playing against CA. This is this happened the entire summer, the entire summer. So anytime I would go to make a move and get ready to go into my shot, CA would rip me every single time this took this was the whole summer like now i'll get some buckets but man the majority of the time this man was stripping me and he never told me about it what, what he was doing until the end of the summer like you know what i mean he held that over my head the whole time so he pulled me to the side and was telling me like dude you showing the ball every single time you get ready to face up you showing the ball and you raising up and you putting it in my face like i gotta take it so that right there that's what made me be able to get my face up game together because CA ripped me for the entire summer. Like you got guys that were coming along, man. The competition level was crazy. Like you're doing a great job of bringing pros back, but we had, man, Joe Johnson and everybody was coming to Vandy for them runs, man. Like, and it was like, you gotta imagine, wasn't no social media at this time. It was almost like, dude, how's everybody hearing about this? You know what I'm saying? But they would be there. You had to be there. If you could hoop, you had to be there and you had to play in the pro-am. There were no yep. ifs, ands, or buts. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yep. saying? And the whole city would come out for it. You know what I'm saying? So you're getting all your prep and all your practice at the Vandy runs, and then you're showcasing it at the Pro-Am games. You know what I'm saying? So um, that run in particular, though, man, you would have so many different levels of pros, college players. Um, you may get a high school kid. I did nine in if they lucky. You know what I'm saying? But that was it. And you can learn so much. It ain't no when you lose, you going off to the side and start doing something else. You sit there and watch because you're picking up pieces from other people's game that you're watching and you're trying to incorporate it in your game. Like, it wasn't nothing like it. It wasn't nothing like it. And I think that was one of the worst things for the city, man, when they stopped it. Um, Vandy, Vandy kind of tailored it where they had to have a certain amount of guys on the floor at a time, you know what I mean? Which is cool. Let's stay school, you know what I'm saying? But kind of watered down the runs, you feel what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it was more about that they competitive five. You lose, you off. Ain't no, ain't no you get to stay up because you you play for Vanderbilt or something. No, you you lose, you lost. You, you better hope you, you get on next or something that you might not even get picked up. So, that was that was cool, man. They had, kept their competitive fire um going and it was always battles, one-on-one -on -one battles. Everybody still playing the team concept. You had to always be um mindful of um the time and score. That was another thing. So you were learning as you play. You know what I mean? What's a good shot? You know what I mean? Um being able to play through fouls, um, knowing disposition, we gotta get a stop, like help side defense, all of this stuff play, you had to communicate. So you were getting all that prep to go right back. And I was doing it while we was in college, you know, so I was being able to take that back to UT and that was already getting me ready for the season because I'm playing against guys that are in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, if you can hold your own with them, your confidence is automatically going to go through the roof. 
you know. So um, it was nothing like those runs, man. I think and that's a it's a good mirror of what you got going with six one five runs and being able to bring everybody back because you need that. That's another thing. Also, when you reach out and see these guys, like to be able to go out there and play with Mercer and he playing for the Bulls at that time. Like this man's a real pro. See Trent Hassel, see Sean Merritt, like see all these guys in the same gym, Dante, all these guys. And you're like, damn, I can play out here. You know what I mean? We only going to six, you know what I mean? So every bucket counts and you got to be efficient. You know, that was another thing. You, you had to be efficient with it. So um, it was cool, man. And then I think one thing that was great about it also, the OGs took it upon themselves to, keep everybody together. So after those runs, it would be like, all right, y'all, we meet up at Applebee's or Chili's or something. Everybody come on out. Let's eat. You know what I mean? Get the camaraderie still. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you forming that brotherhood without even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kept everybody together, man. That was that was great. It was great for the city, man. And everybody was prospering. So it's good to see that's coming back. That's, that's one of the big things that I think was missing for a while being able to have those pickup sessions, man. And even when you, like when guys got older, um, you would still have guys like CA and Tay and them, even though they ain't playing, they come into the runs, you know what I mean? Talking to guys, you know what I mean? You, 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 you feeding into them. Hey man, you ought to try doing this, man. Every time you make this move, such and such ain't work. You know what I'm saying? So you still getting game and that that's big time being able to pay it forward like that, man. That's so, um, it, it wasn't nothing like those Vandy runs though, man. Like, I mean, from every, walk of life dog you were not passing through the city and not coming in there and hooping man and oh, and you're gonna be held accountable like you getting you getting your ass bust you gonna know oh yeah <laughs> like dude getting killed it, it is what it is this just might be everybody have a day it just might be your day like i'd have had a day like it it's just part of it man but it's there's no way you walking out of there and you're not getting better you're not getting better Hold on, hold on one second. I need you to repeat one more thing. I'm going to make sure I talk into the mic so we can hear this. Make sure you repeat to all these pros that come to the 615 run and give my guy Jamal hell play through fouls. Like, re repeat that one more time. Please play through fouls. Say it one more time. Slay some yeah, you, yeah, you you, you, you got to play through the fouls, man. That's that's part of the game. And if you, if you get fouled, call it. You know what I mean? But it's got to be – come on, man. You ain't getting the little slaps, man. That, that's part of it. You know what I mean? The hand part of the ball, all that. You got to be able to play through the contact. It ain't – it's about a mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go out there, you go get a stop too. You do the same thing he did to you. It's okay. It, like, ain't nobody finna get to fighting out here. Like, it, it's, it's all right. You know what I mean? It's good, healthy competition. That's what it's about. A little trash talk. You know what I mean? That's a part yeah. of it. But no, no, it's, it's all building for you, man. It's all building for you. It just man, the respect factor. You establish a pecking order. You establish a pecking order. If you think you don't need to be at the runs, you're wrong. You need to be at the runs because you ain't getting better. You yeah. need to be able to test it out. You know what I'm saying? And you need to be able to get dog walked in there and in. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. That's your growth. That's your growth in it, man. If you if you can beat everybody, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. Not simple as that. I wish. I I wish. I was talking to um, I was talking to Amos over at NBA. I was talking to Big Amos, Big A. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him, and he was talking, just saying the same thing. I was telling him, and I said, I I sure wish that a documentary could be made about those times when y'all played. Because it was some, it it was some bloodbaths, some war zones. It was, and I'm talking, 
and, and, and like you said, man, it was just it was just the the, the bragging rights. It's like yeah, they you know it, it was it, it could be a week, it could be a stretch where one team just they ain't lose a whole week, and you yep. know what I'm saying. And it's just and everybody just determined to just kick y'all ass because yep. y'all ain't lost a whole week. You know what I'm saying? And y'all hold down, y'all trying to hold down that middle court. You know, middle court that's the winning yep. court. That's you know it. Yeah. So you you go we got winning court. I think the court to the left was the first losing court. The, the yep. one on the far end. That's Take that walk. Court. You lose on that one, your ass is off. And you you off. Back, you may be done for the day. <laughs> you off. Yeah. You off. Yeah. 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 That but that that that's that's it, man. Like that that was man, that was beautiful, dog. That that was that was truly, truly beautiful. And it was so much of the like you it had to be tactical. You know what I'm saying? Like it was okay the guard bringing the ball up the floor. No, we're going right here. We got a mismatch right here. Like it's you and him on that island. And it ain't no help coming. You got to figure it out. You got to man up. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide. It ain't no, it ain't no situations where you can go guard somebody and be like, oh, he ain't gonna get the ball. No, if you're the weak link, we coming at you. Every time. That's part of it. You better be at the hole. So you're gonna be able to develop thick skin. You're gonna be able to learn how to guard because you ain't gonna keep getting dragged. Or you ain't gonna get to play. Yep. So you better go work on your game, man. <laughs> you had to. That was that was beautiful. And I think that's what we're gonna try to target. Um this summer, man, is kind of getting it back to that level of intensity, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, just having, you know, having more bodies there, of course, getting three courts going, and then two, just learning, like you said, I, 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 like you mentioned earlier, you know, learning how to play with different players, learning how to mm -hmm. be able to communicate in different situations, so on and so forth. So your your leadership, you, you know, you're able to sharpen your leadership skills, you're sharpen, yep. sharpening your communication skills, you're sharpening Big time. a lot of different tools, and, and, and outside of just, Working on your game, you're working on the intangible part too. You know what I'm saying? So yep. we, I think it's gonna be a target of ours going into the summer, man. We want to get it to, like I said, man, three courts. Boom, let's you know, let, let's 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 get it popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, getting back to that, man, because I think, like again, that 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 was a huge influence on, you know, myself, Marcus, Adrian, mm -hmm. guys like Sean, like bringing this thing back into play because that was a time again, you know, like we talked about with the high school, like that time. And I know yeah. for me too, because I was in college at that time. I'm, and I'm like, oh shit, like damn, I, man, I ain't, I don't need to come back. I need to, I need to make sure I work on my game before I. Yeah, I gotta be, I gotta be up the ball. Before they even let, let me through the door, I gotta make sure my, like I'm, I'm, I'm solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And getting and getting it to that point, man. And I think, like you said, y'all letting college guys, you know, yep. you know, you got to be real special in high school, but yes, you know, like we talk about like a Brandon Miller, man, like Brandon Miller mm -hmm. during that COVID period, like. Him getting to compete and guard Rob on, on one position. Yep. Then you got to guard DG on one position. Then you got to guard yep. JC. Then you got to guard Alex yep. Renfro. Then, yep. And him being able to play in that setting, like now you look at his development, you look at how he's being able to grow into who he is now. And now he's going to be Absolutely. a top two, top three pick. You know what I'm saying? And so Absolutely. That's important. That, all that's the, that's the nurturing, the cultivating, and the growth that comes from. That's the importance of having that platform and, and what I like, what you guys set you know set the president you know for us to be in this position and we making sure now we are it's our responsibility to take it you know take it to another mm -hmm. level and whoever behind us we want them to keep the ball pick it up and run with it for sure absolutely absolutely man but, yep. but yeah og we're gonna get to the last statement man this is cool this is what we call pick and pop you know how this works you know we're gonna give you two you know two sometimes three rarely do we do three but two 
two different things, you know, so either you pick one or you pop one. Now, our only rule is you can't, you know, there is no, you know, there's no, I cannot do both. And you got to pick one. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta, you gotta go with one. So we're going to go ahead and get it cranked out. We're going to get the first one pop. Uh, right. Let's start off with something in the city. Let's start with Slimming Huskies or Hattie Bees. <laughs> That's a good start. Mm. Sean, hey, Sean, we, hey, we, hey, you know, this this OG head man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we, we, we're going to put that pressure on him now. Yeah, we're going to. We double team. We're gonna send that double. We're sending that double team on. Damn. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go slim and huskies. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go slim and huskies, man. Okay. Shout out, shout out to the guys, man, putting it down, man. That's that right there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful to watch what they done turned that into, dog. Big time. And 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 I think the best thing about it is, man, the support that they getting from the city. Like they able to thrive off the support from the city. That's big time. For sure. For sure. Big time. All right, now we're gonna now we're gonna take now we're gonna take it a little bit deeper into the city. Now you know this, you know this, you know you, you from six one five. You really know about these two places. All right, we're gonna go sweats or little seeds. Um, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go." Um, I think I know where you're <laughs> I think I you know, know what? I'm I'm gonna go I'm 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 gonna go neither. I'm gonna go QC Kitchen. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna go QC I'm Kitchen. Down. You know what I mean? I, I if it was, if this was the '90s, I go sweats. If this was the early 2000s, I go little C's. But now I'm gonna go I'm gonna go QC Kitchen, man. She got it on lock right now. Man, shout out to with Cal with Cal's Country Kitchen out the way right now. Yeah. QC got it right now. Yeah, shout out to QC Kitchen. Hey, Sean, we got. We got to pull up. I right, saw we got to pull up. All right, as I saw, I'm going to say. Yeah, the thing all right, man. Like that? I haven't been there. Oh, uh, no. It's like that? It's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we oh, got to yeah, do that then, Rob. We got to do yeah, that. We're going to pull up. We got we to pull up. <laughs> matter, of fact, matter of fact, we need, we need to go and just do a podcast episode up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, absolutely. Sure do. Absolutely. Big time. Um, Let's talk about it. You said you want to get into coaching, but what do you rather, would you rather do, the coaching or skill development? Ooh. Mm. Man, let me tell you this, man. Okay. Damn. I love the skill development. Um, Golly, I love the skill development. I love the one-on-one time. I love to see the work that you put in and then they able to transfer that too to the game. Um, but the only thing about coaching, man, it ain't no other feeling like coming up with a game plan and that game plan being carried out and it working mm. like on any level, whether it be high school, AU, college, pro, whatever, to put that game plan together and you go out there and they execute the game plan and you come out with a victory. Ain't no other. That's a hell of a high right there, man. Mm. That is a hell of a, a hell of a high. Like that's, Cause man, you getting five people well in the bench too to take exactly what you gave them, and they able to carry it out, dog. That's ooh, that's different. Mm. That's ooh, that's different. Ain't nothing like standing in that huddle, man. After that, and then going in that locker room and celebrating with your team for a victory. So it might, it, God, it might be coaching. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. But skilled, of, mm. ain't nothing like ain't nothing, ain't nothing like taking a ball to clay either, and mm. and. You know what I mean, molding it how you how you how you can and them 
them turn you seeing the finished product i just had a kid man sign um ended up going to play um preferred walk on in south carolina um but i had i had him at his eighth grade year so to see that man to understand the confidence that you put into him like that it's ain't nothing like that skill it's rewarding man it, it's rewarding. yeah it's rewarding it's rewarding man yes it is big time big time all right, man, last one, OG. We always in. We always in the pick a pop segment with this. Loyalty or respect? Mm, I'm a loyalty or respect. And we know you're a loyal guy. You say you're a loyal Without guy. Without question. And you big on respect, too. So I know this is going to be a, this is, this is a good one. I got I, I I got tattooed on my chest. My chest respect is earned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's. I think it's it's it's, like you say, talking about being rewarding. It's nothing like walking away and having the respect of something, especially when you earned. It. That's that's different. Loyalty. To me, loyalty is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's to each his own. Um, but respect, like you ain't got it. The person ain't even got to like you, but you can get them to respect you. Like that's a different level. You know what I'm saying? When you able to set aside your differences and be like, "Damn man, I don't even like dude man," but I I respect the hell out of this game. I respect the hell out of his work ethic. I like that's like you can't just go just can't you can't go get loyalty either but you just can't go get respect like people find a they find a reason to to, to not respect you mm-hmm. you know they'll find anything in, under the sun to not respect you you know but I, I think you can you can you can get loyalty through respect so I'm, I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go with respect it is I'm gonna have to go with respect Big time. I like that. You can get a lot of things accomplished with some respect. No question. Big time. Especially if you don't abuse it. Oh, yeah. That's it. No, for sure. For sure. Man, OG, man, I think we right now at the 150. We almost got two hours. We are. We was told this. Y'all got to chop. Y'all got to chop this up, bro. Yeah. This gonna be about four, five seconds. Yeah. This. Hey. This by far. This is. This was easily the longest interview, but easily one of the best interviews. Um. Man. Dog. Just. You know. Again, man. We've always myself, Sean. We've always had an adoration of you, man, because of. Again, man. You. You. You're a person of high character. Um. Love your competitiveness and love your pride, your sense of pride and your sense of love and loyalty to, to, to good people and the people that, you know, people that you support, man, I feel like you to, you're just as big of a cheerleader for them um, as you are for yourself. You know what I mean? No so, doubt. Um, man, we appreciate you, man, just taking the time out to to share your story, man. And, and, and again, that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, a podcast um, is allowing people to tell their story and it's a lot i'm just, just telling you this from from both of us man like just sitting here and listening to the things that you were saying man and some of the stuff that we had no idea about i think that's the yeah. thing about podcasts man like you get to really 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 dive deep um and learn a lot you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so 
if anything, I'll take away from this, man, that's just I, I got, you know, the, the love and support I already have for you, man. It just grew exponentially even more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I pre, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you being a pioneer. I appreciate you being one of the anchors of the city, man, and and and, and just being not just for the city, man, but just for the basketball community as a whole, man, because your spirit, yeah. your energy is very contagious, man. And you you have ways of speaking life in the people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, and even if you don't speak to them, like just in the fact of you, your presence, your presence, man, makes people feel noticed. It makes them feel mm-hmm. welcome. It makes them feel mm-hmm. alive. You know what I mean? So, man, we yeah. Salute, man. Appreciate you, bro, for sure. Man, I, I appreciate I appreciate y'all, man. And to the city, man, hey, keep keep thriving, man. Keep thriving. Everybody keep coming together. We're gonna go through tragedies and all kind of trials and tribulations and everything, man. But just always continue to stay together, man. Keep keep pushing and keep pouring into each other, man. It's it's, it's all gonna work out, man. And we all can go together. You know what I mean? I'm a rep, I'm a rep to the fullest. You know what I mean? I lost my brother. I lost my brother. I went. He got he got killed, and I I remember somebody was telling me, "Um, man, that's crazy, man. You you ain't gonna get on there and talk about it. Talk about I wish like how I messed up with it. Like, no, that's I mean that's life. You know what I mean? I I hate it. I hate it happened, but I ain't finna down talk my city, man. I love my city. I love my city, man. We are gonna get some. We, we it's gonna be a lot more foolishness that happened, but man, as long as we keep on spreading love like this dog and keep on pouring in each other, keep being a resource for each other, being able to tap in with each other, man, we all we all heading in the right direction, man. So salute to the city, man. I'm always carrying y'all. You know what I mean? If it's on my back and I can do it, I'm there. You know what I mean? I'm taking y'all everywhere I go. So love to the city. Appreciate all the support, man. Y'all don't know how much that means. Um, and I'm keep on doing it. It's up. Well, we appreciate you, Mr. Slay, the GOAT, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend, all of that put in one, man. We really do appreciate you, man. <laughs> Keep giving back, man. It, 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 it does not go unnoticed, man. It does. Most definitely. I promise you it doesn't go unnoticed. Appreciate you for real. For coming Love, back. baby. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. All right. Appreciate you, baby. Now we're closing out. Another special episode. And by the way, we did hit the two uh two hour mark. So yeah, let's, let's clap it up one time. Hit that two yeah. hour mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, look, as I as y'all know, I'm your co-host Jamal Richardson at JMR Basketball. And Sean, you already know how we close out. Go and send us off, brother. Hey man, stay prayed up, stay out the way, man. That's it, man. Stay prayed up, stay out the way. Keep it simple, keep it plain, man. And OG, man, much love to you again. Yeah, Y'all man. be on the lookout. It's gonna be on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple, and the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? We YouTube, YouTube coming soon too. We'll get the YouTube popping too. We'll get that rolling too, man. So, man, appreciate y'all. Much love, and we'll be back. Trainer to trainer. Peace. Love, OG.